You are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? Welcome back to another episode of the Broadcast Geeks. We don't count, but we're on episode 222. I am one of your hosts, Matt Oren. I'm Jake Becker. And I'm Midnight Mitch Jones. Sorry, did I come in too hot on the heels of Jake there? No, I don't think you can ever come in too hot. Did I come on Jake's heels? Yeah. <laughs> heels. Fetlife.com. This episode is brought to you by Fetlife.com. You know what's funny is actually I joke about that, but I got an Instagram request message the other day, and it was from a account called Foot Fet 20 oh. and the message was, how big are your shoe size? And I have not responded to it because I don't want to go down this fucking road. Yeah, that's a whole choice in life. Maybe you start selling feet well, well, wait a minute. This- wait a minute. I'm curious though like if somebody wanted to pay to look at pictures of your feet you wouldn't be into that how much money are we talking more than you're making for currently just having those feet uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, fucking touche touch my man <laughs> i mean if Tooch. somebody wanted to give me money to, to look at pictures of my feet i'll be like yo i'll I'll live stream that shit. Yeah, you're going to step on some fucking raw eggs like Peggy Hill? Oh, yeah. I would do that. I don't I don't know. Is that, like a, is that a slippery slope? Yeah, because then, you're, you know, in a couple of weeks, you'll just be posting a hole. <laughs> what? Oh, What'd a- you say, Jake? I, I forgot which podcast I was on there for a second. <laughs> is, there a, <laughs> is there a glory hole for feet? You just no, like most, posting holes, just posting pictures of your other holes. <laughs> Yeah, dump them out. Yeah, dump them out, dude. I got ear picks. <laughs> Want to see some ear picks? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Check I, out do have, I do have fans from Chubby Behemoth that are starting to cross over to listening to Broadcast Geeks. Hey. Really? Yes. We are got. they very disappointed by how much we <laughs> don't edit out? I don't know. We'll see if we get messages from them now. But they, they reached out to the other podcast and said they want more of me, and they even started listening to Broadcast Geeks. Hell yeah. Really? Hell yeah. I was actually wondering if that was going to happen the other day. I was like, man, I wonder if we'll get some of that spill off. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Give us the fucking gobble gobble. Yum, yum, yum. We'll, we'll eat it up. Sorry. That's a good um, spill off from London talent. <laughs> they got plenty of sweat to wick. <laughs> Jake, this question I wanted to ask you, because this is kind of like breaking news. <laughs> Ooh, spicy news. There's a new Ninja Turtles movie that's being written by Colin and Casey Jost. And I wanted to get your take on if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's it's a great thing that it's them. Do you know who they're writing it for? Scarlett Johansson. Michael Bay. Yes, that's a terrible. He's producing it. That's a bad thing. But wouldn't you rather have him be a producer than a full-on director, though? I'd rather him be dead in a ditch. <laughs> Why do you hear Michael, Michael Bay? You just got geek. Have you seen the other two Ninja Turtle movies he did? Uh, no, but I know that Seamus from WWE, he's rock steady. Yeah, and Stephen Amell is Casey Jones. Oh, uh, yes. I saw one of those. Or yeah, parts of- and Will Arnett as Burn. Yeah. I mean, it was cool that Burn's in the movie universe now. But, um, and Alan Richens, Raph. Yeah. And he talks at length about how it was like mentally, physically, and 
monetarily abusive. Oh, well, well let me ask you, good. what didn't you like about those movies? Was it the writing? Was it the, the... It was the writing and the fact that they made, like, the Ninja Turtles, like, giant monstrosities. Yeah, because and... yeah, canonically, they're only, like, five foot tall, right? Yeah, they're, like, five foot to, like, what? five, six, depending on the version. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're fucking small. Well, but... Get some shouties. This will have better writing, at least. I mean, hopefully, hopefully. but I, they have to work with in Michael Bay's parameters. I think he's like the lead on this project. So is it a third movie in that trilogy or is it a new, like, is it a reboot? It, it, it sounds, the rumors are is that they're going to write it as a 20 year on sequel from the Henson movie. From the 90s movie? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Are they going to use the decaying suits that are terrifying pictures on the line all the time? No. Are they going to? They're going to have to get new ones and hopefully Brian Henson will get a check out of that because the Henson and kind of the ones that ever made good ones the ones after henson died suck mm. yeah and so because he died between turtles one and then secret of the use right yeah he died like right after turtles one right after he took the fucking secret to the grave yeah that was like the last shit he really did i think damn well i'm glad that he was able to get it out beforehand yeah. uh, you know what i've always thought that the suits that they used for the teenage mutant ninja turtles coming out of their shell live musical tour looked pretty okay <laughs> wait really yeah man i mean like these like they have a good form but like i don't know about the gr the green with the black dots all over them yeah and and the face was like simpler and kind of scarier looking because of the way they had, but they had it modified so they could do stage shows so that's a big advance but the yeah. ones they used in the first movie they couldn't even come close to replicating them for the second movie so they just gave up yeah that sucks man yeah, was, but i mean you would imagine that this is going to be either they're not going to be physical suits there's going to be some sort of cgi monstrosity probably yeah that's the other reason i'm not stoked about it i was way more happy that they were giving like seth rogan a cgi animated one than a fucking another live action one i don't know I just don't like that it's Michael Bay in charge of a live action one because I feel like, again, it's going to be about them being like wrestling hero looking motherfuckers instead of quaint little children who win because they try the hardest. Right. Pizza powered ninja kicks. Yeah. So it's kind of the same reason I hate Rise. They make it about them all being like these people that are holding on to enchanted magic tools instead of it being about like, no, these are four kids that an old rat mentally and physically abused until they were 15 and now they're killing machines and they can take down space armies, the shredder. It doesn't matter because they're just fucking more on top of it than the villains. Dang. I never really thought about it that way, but it sounds much more harrowing when you say it that way. Yeah. They don't, they never have guns. They never have nothing. They're fighting with ancient weapons and fucking three partners and they take down Baxter, the Technodrome, everything. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not really the biggest Colin Jost fan, but a big I mean, Casey I, Jost fan. What is Casey? Is that his brother or is this his son? It's his, it's his brother. He's uh, one of the head producers and major content producers for, uh, Impractical Jokers. Oh. But he hosts, so he hosts their, like, pop-up video inside show. So it's going to be like, Raph, Raph, go over to Shredder and pull his pants down. No. But he, he, like, writes all the gag songs for the show. He does, like, all the bits. And, like, the, the shit that ends up actually being, like, the stuff people remember from the show are usually Casey Joe's bits. Okay. 
Yeah. Well, maybe I'll just be a little bit more optimistic. I mean, fuck, it uh, can't be worse than Rise of the Ninja Turtles or those Mon- Michael Bay monstrosities. I, I mean, the second one was okay story-wise, but again, it's so far off base with the alien shit. I don't know. So two I questions. am glad. Oh, sorry, Matt. No, well, I, I do want to know what you're glad about. Uh, two questions, though. One, what role will Scarlett Johansson get? And two... If she uh, plays paper, I'll kill everybody. <laughs> and two, <laughs> is, it, is it better to have an okay Ninja Turtles movie than no Ninja Turtles movie? No, we have great Ninja Turtle movies and you can just go watch them. There's no reason to add to it if they're just going to do bad interpretation. Okay. Okay. How would you rank the original Ninja Turtles movies? Like, and I'm including TMNT as a fourth in there. Jake, how would you rank those in order of like the, the original one's got to be at the top, right? Yeah. The original one's number one, then number four, then number two, and then number three because it's there. Damn. I would have put it one Secret of the Ooze, TMNT, and then three. But we agree that three is kind of like not the best one. No, it's the first movie I saw in theaters, too. I have the lobby chair. That's that red chair you sit on in my off mat. That's nice. Oh, the yeah. saw the first. The uh, Secret of the Ooze was the first movie I saw in theaters. Yeah. And the Coming Out of Their Shells live musical tour was the first concert I ever went to at three years old. <laughs> I never saw it. It only stopped in Denver. Hell yeah, brother. Oh, but, yeah. um, but yeah, I, and I just, I don't know. I feel like they should maybe concentrate on putting out a good product since the last three attempts have sucked before they just go ahead and put out two movies within a year of each other. Would you like to see an animated adaptation of The Last Ronin? Oh, yeah, dude. I'd sell like one of my testicles to go see that on an IMAX screen. What would you do with the remaining two? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have a human amount of testicles now. <laughs> but yeah, and I don't know. I just, I feel like if there's going to be an animated version and a live action version, it's time for it to be treated like Logan or Deadpool and, like, be, yeah. and oh. be given the heft and like the seriousness of story that I think Ninja Turtles deserves to get out to the general public. Cause I think only like really diehard fans know how good the books are and everybody else's experience is the 87 cartoon and the movies, which are great, but they're just definitely kitted up. Yeah. Yeah. I think to see the version where they're just slicing fucking arms off of foot soldiers or triceratons or crane while talking about pizza like, I think to have that element of comedy in there that Deadpool definitely rode the wave of going into the, the mid-90s when they started writing Deadpool that way as the Merc with the Mouth. But that was a big part of the humor in the early books was that they were just having teenage discussions about who was going to actually get April while they're fucking beheading motherfuckers in an alley. Eating pizza. <laughs> yeah. They are horny teenagers. Yeah. So, I, uh, yeah. I so is the Seth Rogen thing still happening or is the, the Jost Ninja Turtles, do that take precedent no they're both happening this is one of those weird things where ninja turtles is technically owned by two different companies mm-hmm. kevin eastman and peter laird still own it through mirage publishing and nickelodeon mm. through their purchase of it where they allowed them to retain rights so we're gonna get the live action and this is counterintuitive the live action versions nickelodeon the oh, car- whoa cartoons okay. being put out by the mirage license hmm. And oh, Nickelodeon might be working along with that one, but Paramount and Michael Bay are on the Nickelodeon contract. Oh, you know, weird. I'd even I'd even like to see a live action movie of like the Battle Nexus tournament. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, and they could beat fucking Marvel to Secret Wars. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, dude. 
<laughs> hey, we could write it, Becker. We could write it. Sorry, I meant to say Jake. They call you Becker on Shelby Behemoth all the time, and it's kind of wearing most, off. Most people call me Becker, but you, dude, we could we could definitely write that. But that you're getting to like Battle Nexus is a great point, but like the Ninja Turtles, like part of what's great about the Ninja Turtles, it was two of the biggest comic book nerds who weren't shitty nerds doing their like biggest tribute they could think of to comic books of all time. So like right. it has Secret Wars. It it has every good story told by people that dissected the story and reassessed how to maybe tell it better. And they did it with everything. It's all the Daredevil stories, all the X-Men stories. Everything is contained within the Turtles. It's just like the greatest cover band of all time. Okay. Well, which, shit, I'm which publishing excited. company allows for the crossover with like Batman and stuff? Would that be Mirage? That's Nickelodeon. Oh. But interestingly enough, they always end up hiring Kevin and Mirage to do covers. It's a real, it's a real incestuous thing. No one's stepping on anyone's toes. There's so much money in the well of Ninja Turtles that like Nick, that's why I was saying Nickelodeon might be helping with like distribution of the Seth Rogen film. I just don't know, but they, they're not like warring things. They, they work off of each other. And it's fun that Kevin can keep writing a comic book for adults and do this last Ronin thing while Nickelodeon can still put out their TMNT adventures books. Yeah. And they don't have to consult each other, but if, Kevin invents a new character that kicks ass. He shares it with Nickelodeon immediately. That's cool. It's, it's not like when the paths diverge, they <laughs> diverge kind of thing. Right. Now, do you think that with TMNT that we are kind of in the same spot where we are with Spider-Man, where it's like everybody knows how the Turtles origin story. So we don't need to see it again. Do you want to yeah. just start off with like, here they are, they're preformed, put them into a fucking storyline. Yeah, dude. Actually, I've been trying to figure out how to get a hold of the Seth Rogen writer's room. Because I, I don't even think they should be dealing with the foot. Like, I, mm. I, I think the way in would be have them dealing with, like, the Triceratons or the Krang. Hmm. Or and the hot-rotting teenagers from Dimension X. Oh, dude, that'd be really cool. What about the Fugitoid, dude? That'd be a cool storyline. Well, I guess that would lead to Triceratons. Yeah, no, the, I was going to say, the Fugitoid storyline is the one I think they should do. And have the, like, if anything, if they're going to do, like, an explaining who they are, they explain, like, we fought the foot and show them, like, decapitating Shredder and oh, being yeah. like, we thought we solved the problem. And then this guy showed up on our doorstep asking for help and it's honey it's fugitoid and then they nice. end up the triceratons show up trying to fight him and so it's the and it's animated so it's not a big pain in the ass to like stage it and do all the cgi right. they're animating it and then everybody gets to see like oh the turtles are badass on a whole nother level did you like utrom shredder in the 2003 or do you prefer him to be a man i forgot that that happened until <laughs> i was watching it recently on paramount plus and i remember that that's like when i lost interest in the show no it's sucks that he's a neutron man it kind of takes it takes all the it takes all the good story out of him Hamato Yoshi and Orokosaki's story like the fact yeah, that right. he's just like this alien in the belly that murders these people and fucks the village up for really no fucking reason is just like it's making it more of like a space joker <laughs> some people call me the space joker yeah <laughs> yeah some like people call me Cherelle. yeah there's a shredder of love there's heart to the fact oh fuck that would have been better Shredder's mad because 
he didn't get the woman he wanted. That's right. Well, shit, man. I'm excited for more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle content. I can't wait for The Last Ronin to be in a trade so I can buy it and read it. Mm. Hell yeah. Or if you come down, if you guys come down for the guys weekend next month and we all record, you can come over to my house and spend an hour reading them. I don't think that's happening anymore. Can I kick, can I lay on my belly on your bed and kick my feet in the air while I read them? Yeah, I even have a special Ninja Turtle reading couch. He does. What? I can is, it, is the couch Ninja Turtle themed or? I put a Ninja Turtle crib blanket on it usually, but it's a... Uh... It's just the couch in my office where I read. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, I mean, fuck. I um, I missed you guys last week. It was uh, You guys were talking about DVD commentaries. That was an interesting little uh, side quest because that's something that has gone by the wayside. Yeah. And, and it's because we stream our content. And now I don't know if Netflix or any of these other, maybe Amazon has like extra content where you can watch that stuff. They do. I looked into it after we talked about it on the last episode. Okay. So that's like a big part of Netflix puts all their big shows out on DVD. And a big part of the draw is the extra content that they just don't make available even through their service, even when they produce it. So who does? Does Prime? No, I think Prime, I think he can and buy certain movies with the extras, but it's not like a widespread crack. I think oh. with Prime, you can uh, use that x-ray feature and not only does it tell you who's on screen in each scene, but I think there's you can go to like bonus features on certain scenes, but it's only if you like you click know? the fucking screen at the right time and happen right. to notice it. Right, yeah. right. I like the x-ray feature, um, but yeah, I mean, how would I know that I that there's content that I want to watch if I don't know that there's content for that scene? So I, do you remember how back in the old days when you were watching a movie, I guess they still do it, but you would see where the reel was going to switch. You'd see like a little burn mark or something on the corner. And then a couple seconds later, something would happen like when the reel ended, they should maybe do something like that on Netflix or whatever, where it flashes something in the bottom corner that if you want to see extra content you could I, I just think that kind of engagement is good with people yeah like jay was saying it's like it really gives you an insight into who these actors and uh like the people behind the scenes who they are and what their thought process were yeah. he mentioned kevin smith i like kevin smith commentaries someone i found out recently while moving a bunch of shit that someone has stolen my mall rats 10th anniversary dvd that i cherished mm. so i'm fucking pissed about that somebody apartment uh, stole my dog it's out of print. Fuck, really? I have Dogma. They go for like 75 bucks on Amazon. The DVD? Yeah. Oh, I got that. I love that movie. I think that's my favorite Kevin Smith movie. That or... Or Chasing Amy. Sorry to interrupt though, Mitch. I just commiserated because I also got robbed. It's all good, man. That was really all I wanted to get out there is if you're listening and you're watching my Mallrats DVD, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. What's your favorite Kevin Smith movie? Me or Jake? Yes. Uh, Mallrats is mine. I okay. think Dogma, but Mallrats is a really close second. It's, it's a solid movie. <laughs> Say, would you like a chocolate-covered pretzel? <laughs> Rooker. That was Michael Rooker, right? Yeah, the ropes. Yep. Hell yeah. I love that movie that movie is is really good yeah when they beat up the fucking uh the easter bunny the easter bunny yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> oh gosh, I, I, I'm gonna have to watch that movie again. Also, it, it generated a quote that I always say in real life: is when when someone notices Brody drinking the small paper cup of Coca Cola, yeah, and then and he's just like Jason Lee expertly is just like waste not want not, my friend. If everyone ever is like Mitch, why do you have that comically small cup? I'm like waste not want not, my friend. Why is there's that kid on the ele- escalator again? God, I have a- <laughs> also Ben Affleck. Yep, douche. He fucked her in a weird place. What? Like back the back of, of a Volkswagen? <laughs> <laughs> There are a lot of good I mean, lines. For there, sure. That is kind of an interesting segue. They just started filming Clerks 3, I think, as of today or yesterday on Kevin Smith's 51st birthday. Yep, yesterday. Happy birthday, Kevin Smith. Uh, when birthday, I saw man. you in 2015, I bought a ticket and invited you to see Star Wars uh, Force Awakens, and you said to go fuck myself, so uh, we're all good. Did he really? <laughs> no. Oh. I but saw I him at Comic-Con, and he was interviewing. Um, it's funny, because he kept calling Lucy Lawless. He calls her Flawless. And um, Flawless. He, it, oddly enough, he was at a panel of just like strong uh, women characters uh, or uh, women that, that have uh, high roles in, in geekdom. And uh, yeah, he was just enamored with her. It was, it was kind of funny. Hell yeah, man. But yeah, I, I, I don't recall watching a lot of commentary. Now I've had director's commentary on before just a little bit, just to, you know, just to see depending on what the topic is. But now that I'm busting out DVDs, I feel like maybe I should watch certain things just so that I could hear the commentary. Oh, I'd love to hear the commentary on uh, Iron Man 1 from John Favreau. Yeah. That see there you go. I have that movie on DVD or Blu-ray. Nice. Does it have commentary? I don't watch it. Probably. I probably have it in 3D too. I have a few of those 3D movies. That was the other thing when I looked it up. It looks like they're still putting commentary on DVDs just like they used to. We're just not watching. We're just not consuming it that way. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I want I I'm going to bust out. I got the Blu-ray DVD combo pack of Spider-Verse. I'm going to see if there's commentary on that one. Oh. Also, kind of a quick side note about that. I got the Blu-ray DVD digital combo pack of Spider-Verse yeah. and I never redeemed the code for the digital version. Oh no. And the little flyer inside said it expired 12/31/2020. And I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck. It's been, you know, past it's 7 at that point 7 months past, you know, the due date." So I'm fucked. I'll never get my digital version, but I tried anyway and I still got it. So thanks a lot, Movies Anywhere, for the digital copy that uh, was seven months expired, but you let me have it anyway. Probably because of COVID. Probably. They just forgot to turn the switch to off. Yeah. Or that can person talk, died. Can I talk about uh, a new show that came out this week that I'm very, very, very fucking excited about? Oh, yeah. If it has Yogi Bear in it. Okay. It's got Yogi Bear in it. So we're what? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Jellystone. Hey there, Becca. And yeah, and C.H. Greenblatt's doing it. He's done a bunch of great cartoons on Cartoon Network, and I can't pull any of them out of my ass right now. <laughs> regular show, I think. He was half of the guy on regular show. All right, so oh, he was Rigby. Yeah. And then, uh, oh. but now I officially have met uh, Magilla Gorilla, and I know Shagrug, so that's fun. That's a fun thing in life. But Ron Funches is playing Shagrug. Mm, uh, nice. Paul Hopkins is Magilla Gorilla. Uh, Tom Lennon plays Top Cat. Whoa, <gasps> Top Cat! I fucking love Top Cat, dude. You're gonna love the Top Cat episode. Look at this. Yeah, dude. Top Cat's a Top- fucking him. I got Top Cat and Benny the Ball Funko. Dude, Benny's there. There. It's all of them. Hell yeah, dude. 
It's fucking Jabberjaws on it. Jabberjaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played oh. by Nicole Thurman. What, uh, is, what channel is this on? It's on HBO Max, and it fucking rips. Yeah, I'm gonna watch this. I know I say that with like the Bad Batch and everything, and I just never watch it. So I guess I have some homework to do. Nah, dude. Flula Borg is the Great Kazoo. Flula Borg. Who's that? You don't know Flula? He's a no. German name. Yeah, is he that guy from uh, Super Troopers that plays the German guy? Uh, Super. Troopers 2? No, the first one. Definitely not. Oh, Dana Snyder is Snagglepuss? Yeah, it's an okay <laughs> it's an okay Snagglepuss voice. He, I, I don't... I like him. He, play, he also plays Touche Turtle. He's great as Touche Turtle. Oh, my. Uh, Grace Helbig plays Cindy Bear. Jim Conroy is Huckleberry. Huckleberry. Huh. Who's Jim Conroy? Paul F. Tompkins is Magilla Gorilla. Yeah, dude. And he's a couple of the members of the Banana Splits in the Banana Wow. Splits. So this is like some uh, voice acting kind of like alumnus or not alumnus, but just like legends, you know? Yeah, it's real foamy. It's, it's a super group. I love it. She's pretty. Who's this? Olka Simone Mohanty. Oh. I like Yogi Bear uh, and Boo Boo. And Quick, is Quick Draw McGraw in it? Uh, Elk Bang is in it, and it's played by a Latino gentleman, which is very nice. Nice. So he's he's Aunt just he, the he's just the El Cabong uh, persona. As far as your interactions with him so far in season one, yeah. Augie Doggy, that's Aug- my boy. Augie Dog, Augie Dog is a girl. Yeah. Whoa! And she's awesome. She's in a bunch of episodes. I really like that that move. Augie Doggy or Doggy Daddy, what a pimp! <laughs> he's he's a great character in the show. Jabberjaw, Great Babe has a couple of great appearances. Um, it's all over the place, man, but it's really, really high quality kid shit. Fuck, they got Squidly Diddly in there too. Oh, dude, Squidly Diddly's fucking ripping it up. Wow. I'm fucking excited about this, man. I love Captain Barbera cartoon. Captain Caveman. Yeah, Captain Caveman, Captain Caveman Jr. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. it's it's everything. It's all over the fucking place, and the stories are fun. It all takes place in a town called Jellystone. Huckleberry Hound's the mayor. Yogi and Boo Boo are the surgeon crew in town, and Cindy Bear. And so they're it, like, is a it kid appropriate? Very kid appropriate. Okay, but also very adult appropriate. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's a kid show, but it won't melt your adult brain if you watch it with your kids. I'd say even there's like, there's like a bunch of throwaway jokes that are for people our age. Like anytime Yogi's telling a story and they like walk in on it, he'll be like, yeah, and then I was racing a boat through space to stop global warming. Anyway, (laughs) what's up, boo-boo? And like, he makes jokes about all the weird 80s specials they did with him. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah. I love uh, Yogi Bear and The Great Escape. Yep. That's one of my favorite move, like cartoon movies of all time. They make fun of that one in it. Like it's it's fun. They make fun of wacky races. Like there's a couple tossaway jokes in the background for wacky racers. Nice. Do yeah. they have Wally Gator? He's oh. one of my favorites. Yeah, dude, Wally Gator's there, man. Peter Potamus. Does he still talk like Edwin? Not quite. The voices are changed up a little bit. The only one that really bothers me is I don't really like Snagglepuss's voice. Because he sounds like Master Shake? Yeah, and Snyder's already doing other voices on the cast that he does a really great job at so i don't know why they're using him at something he's very lackluster at you know what i mean mm, damn well yeah i gotta check this out because it's like you know it's it, just kind of looking at the wikipedia page it kind of gives me these vibes of like when they did the looney tunes show where they had like the looney tunes <laughs> characters but they were in more like of a modern setting yeah yeah and i like when they do stuff like that 
I yeah, it's like that. Like when shows after when shows what? Oh, I was just gonna say when shows do stuff like that. Uh, sorry about that. No, you're fine. But yeah, it's it's very well handled and it snuck up on me and I was blown away by it. Wow. Yeah, it looks like there's already a bunch of episodes out. There's twenty of them. Well, yeah, there's like ten episodes and each one's eleven minutes long. So there's twenty. There's twenty shorts in ten episodes. Fuck! I'm gonna watch this tonight, dude. It, I, yeah. I couldn't recommend it more. You got to give the animation style a chance, but they took most of their liberties on Yogi and Boo Boo. Everyone else is like in that style, but truer to the original. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it looks fun. Either way, I was just watching part of a trailer. It's All right. Yeah. Great. And I hope it continues. I'm really happy with what HBO Max has been doing with the animation division of Warner Brothers. The new Looney Tunes, I think, are some of the best of all time. They just released a second season. Didn't you talk about the new Tom and Jerry a couple episodes ago, too? Yeah, the new Tom and Jerry is really good. The the new Jellystone, what they're doing with all these Hanna-Barbera characters, all these Warner Brothers characters, they're just knocking it out of the park. And it's impressive because, I mean, the Looney Tunes show was good. And the last Looney Tunes attempt on Cartoon Network was fine. But these new ones, I think, are like truly in the in the same realm as the classic. Nice. Do you think it's a better landscape for these for these streaming services to put out cartoons than when we grew up? See, like when we grew up, you woke up early in the weekend, Saturday morning to watch cartoons and they had a whole slew of cartoons and they introduced new cartoons in between successful cartoons and they did a bunch of stuff. Do you think I, it's it's changed the game a bit where it, it's a lot harder? No. But me and Mitch grew up more in the weird time. Like Mitch and I were like five and six when they came out with dedicated Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon for years when we were kids were syndicating all the old shit Mm -hmm. just to fill their time because they only had so much new content they were putting out. Yeah. So like we saw them take over and do good work with a lot of it. I think it's just, I think it's one of those weird things where it's like kind of like the Schumacher Batman films where there for a while we had Looney Tunes fans and Hanna-Barbera fans that were maybe like casually interested in the thing. And now the fans that are making it are fans that were diehard into the thing. Right. But like the way that Schumacher, when he got Batman, the only thing he could think of doing was Batman 66 on the big screen because he wasn't into the comics. He wasn't into the serials. He didn't really give a shit other than like, oh, I love Batman, the TV show. Let me have a crack at this. Well, but there was I I've seen this guy. I don't remember his name. He wrote a book, uh, Michael something. He owned the rights. I believe to Batman for a while. It was like between the seventies into the eighties. And uh, there was like some kind of a block on it. And then finally it, it had gotten released and then they were able to, you know, just redo it and, and shift from the Adam West Batman and and go a little dark based on, you know, some of the cartoon the, the comics from Frank Miller and whatever else. Yeah, but I think like Burton, I think, was a fan of the Batman books and sure. the Frank- the books but then schumacher came in right after him and was like i like the one with the bands and the pals get me some neon paint some roller skates yeah and there was something about those that were that were fun for sure but once you go um, once you go dark you 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 can't go back in my opinion right and i think the guys who are making like you know the droopy dog show or the tom and jerry that came out when we were kids that i have a spot in my heart but i don't think it's in the spirit of tom and jerry Mm -hmm. i think i think the creators just weren't as into the thing as much as they were into like having a job and being able to have their voice on it 
Right. And I think now with like the Looney Tunes that HBO Max put out, the Tom and Jerry that got put out, I think they're doing a good Made job. Made by fans. Yeah, finding nerds who are into the whole thing. Right. That's fair. I fully contend that it would be awesome to have a serious Christian Bale-esque Batman in the zany Adam West Batman world. <laughs> just him being like, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can only imagine that. That's like some weird fourth wall type stuff. Like if you have a character <laughs> that dark in a in a world like Adam West, like 66 Batman. Right. I mean, I don't know. I like Batman forever. Holy rusted metal Batman. Yeah. But that's more like spoof or, or mockery. Right. Almost bo- bordering on uh, a farce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say so. Well, what about you, Mitch? What are you watching or what have you watched? Well, I, I don't, I, we have not convened or I was missing an action last week on special assignment, but yeah. I finally saw Black Widow. Oh, and? I liked it, man. I went to the theater to see it. Did we spoil it for you at all? No, not at all. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure, you know, just like with anything, you can kind of piece together what's going on through memes if you just exist on the fucking internet. So right. it wasn't a super, like you guys were saying, it wasn't like a super earth shattering reveal. Reveal at the, you know, I was expecting uh, Contessa Valentina. Mm-hmm. De La Fontaine, De La Tour, Dautry, whatever her fucking name is. Val. Um, Val, for short. Yeah. Um, I was kind of expecting her to show up. I was not expecting her to task uh, Yelena to kill Hawkeye and for her to show up in the Hawkeye show. That's pretty fucking cool. That's a ballsy business move by Black, uh, by uh, not by Black Widow, but like by Disney to start to intertwine their TV shows and their movies. I want to see how this is going to pan out. So is there a Hawkeye show that's coming out? Yeah, there is. And and it's already confirmed that Val is in it or that uh, what's in the sister is in it. Yelena. Yelena. Yeah, confirmed it after Black Widow. Yes. Got gotcha. you. Yeah. All right. And I believe it's going to drop November of 2021. So in a couple months, we'll be watching Hawkeye. So that's, um, that's right now going to be the, the teased antagonist, if you will, is she's out to kill him. I'm sure that it'll be kind of like uh, a Batman v Superman. They'll punch for a bit, then they might. Right. Someone will say they... Martha, and then they'll hug. Yeah. Natasha, why did you say that name? Why did you say that name? Yeah. <laughs> but that would be um, funny because it'd be the same character, same person. I read it. I mean, I really liked Black Widow. I I would give it its, um, I think it would have more emotional heft if it came out in the spot where it was supposed to be. Like, if it came out before Infinity War. Because it's just a weird kind of coda to have it be. It's it's a story that's telling about things that have already happened, and it leads into events that were much greater in magnitude than the events in the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't it's know. What's that? The story. It's walled in. Right, and, and in a way, that's a lot. You know, it it didn't have to do a lot of world building. It didn't have to do a lot of like we need to put in all these uh, Easter eggs. You know, like you guys were talking about last week. It didn't have to do a lot of easter eggs to the greater marvel cinematic universe at large but i thought it was a fun story i enjoyed natasha and yelena's kind of like buddy road trip david harbour's red guardian is amazing yeah i'm sure that we'll probably see him again somewhere down the road hopefully maybe i don't know it might be you know we see him in kind of like uh, uh, the abomination we see him like five years down the road and he's just a, like a background character in some sort of fighting tournament or something 
something. Mm-hmm. But I did like the uh, the prison scene where they were like, he's like, I fought Captain America. And they're like, what year? I don't know, like uh, 80s. Captain America was still frozen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the Russian, the, the bear guy. Uh, yeah? yeah, he didn't turn into a bear. No, no, yeah. He could have just turned into a giant bear hulk and busted out of that prison. But We saw you know. a bear recently. We were driving home. This is an aside. Driving home uh, through Steamboat because we went to Palisade for Peaches and I-70s closed for a part. Yep. And on the way back off Rabbit Ears Pass, a brown bear or some kind of bear just ran across the road right in front of my car. Did it steal your picnic basket? No, it wasn't smarter than the average bear, I don't think. <laughs> It didn't have, didn't have a fedora on. <laughs> no, it sure did. Uh, but it had a little picnic basket, so maybe no. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I like I, you know, did you? It was very much like Jason Bourne. I thought this uh, Black Widow, like that kind of action, over the top, intense great fight scenes yeah, um, yeah. With, with a superhero feel without any actual superheroes except for um uh what's his name arbor red guardian arbor yeah Harbor. You know, yes. and the Taskmaster reveal did really nothing for me because I don't really follow who Taskmaster is right. uh, as a character. So when Taskmaster took off her helmet and I was just like, who the fuck is that? And then they had to literally be like, oh, God, it's the daughter that was supposedly killed. Yeah, yeah. It, it made it sound like when we were talking to Jeff and people are up in arms that it's because it's a video game character. So people mm-hmm. are mostly familiar with DC through video games and Mm -hmm. whatever that what's that one called where it's oh contest of champions that and then there's the other one where it's infinite something uh the dark one that's world building he plays the turtles in it uh anyway i think he's in that one because it's a fighting game i think the turtles are in a dc fighting game they're in uh uh oh you're right you're right what the fuck is that thing called injustice justice that's what i was thinking of nope it's that's dc yeah i don't know i think taskmaster features prominently in those like phone swipe games where it's like choose a fighter and tap your screen and you can get characters and fucking you know do some microtransactions to buy level up you know get a level two wolverine because the level one wolverine that's uh free kind of sucks or whatever yeah and i find it comical that those are the people that are mad taskmasters girl yeah i didn't really i didn't really think it was that big of a deal like i guess the character was just there to give everybody something to kind of fight against, but that was it, like it, it didn't really have much of a bearing on on the movie, I suppose. No, it's kind of a fucking red herring. Uh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's more um, about how they come together as a family, and then how they deal with that main jerk. Yeah. The uh, you know, at first, I will say this. You know how like uh, uh, we're. They come up with the plan to get captured, and and then the mom uh, goes in to Drakov's office, and then he's like, he I didn't hear what he said originally, so he like took off the mask, and it was it was Nat, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh shit. The mom's not a mom at all. She's a fucking clone of <laughs> Natasha Romanoff. That's what I thought originally. I thought there was just going to be a bunch of Romanoffs going around. Because isn't she like predetermined by genetics to be like a the best fit for the widow program? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. thought that's what was happening originally the first time I watched it too. Because I was like, oh, this is how they keep her in the universe. Oh, by clones. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of clones and there's other Natashas and they just have to turn one now. Mm. Wow. 
Not anymore after suing Disney. Yeah, that's another thing we can need to talk about. She is suing Disney. Yeah. I know, Jake, in the chat, you are fully on Disney's side. I am very fully on Disney's side. I'm not. Um, I don't even I don't even know what the why is she suing Disney? Because it her, went it her released pay, on so her pay was was gonna be based on box office. She took back points. And they had discussed releasing it in the theaters as well. And by just putting it in streaming, she lost out on, on a potentially you know sizable amount of money because even when they do the box office, they said that they made like 60 million off of uh, streaming it off the Disney Plus app, uh, but they didn't count that towards her pay, I think. Yep. That's that's what I got out of out of the article. Well, and I guess it, was, it just kind of remains to be seen if that was what was in the contract, you know? It was what was in the contract, the same way it was in her contract in Avengers Age of Ultron that she promised not to get pregnant and delay production. And then she got pregnant on purpose, celebrated it online, delayed production for eight fucking months with a bunch of co-stars who have careers that they need to plan around their filming schedule and union workers, and it cost Disney a fucking fortune. And to keep face, they did not financially or publicly punish the woman for getting pregnant. So after she cost them millions and millions of dollars, she's suing over like 700 grand. And they let her pass and still gave her an opportunity to make money over and over again. I mean, that is kind of, is that kind of like a fucked up contract that all women who are actors have to? It's not any more fucked up than an NFL player having to sign the contract promising they won't snow ski while they live in Denver. She's being paid millions of dollars to be at a fucking movie shoot. She's just not supposed to get pregnant for that 18 weeks. It's not that she's not allowed to get pregnant ever. She can't get pregnant and shut down production. Mm -hmm. Because it's not just her job. It's everyone's job gets shut down. So yeah, no, it's fair. I mean, I did see that Kevin Feige is also in Team Scarlet. Because uh, he was, shit. what do you say? He's full of shit. Yeah, they're doing that for PR, man. There's no way they released that movie without his fucking green light. He's the head of the studio. I mean, he's just yeah. I, you would think though that he'd be on the side of like, yeah, we want to fucking release it uh, to the most box office that we can get. We don't want people getting it thirty dollars and then sharing their passwords so people can log into their friends' account and watch I think Black he, Widow. I think he wanted it out so they continue on his project. You just think he was just like, we can't just have this lingering anymore we need to move forward we got all the plans out for the multiverse yeah otherwise what are they going to do once the eternals comes up and no like they couldn't just keep delaying the movie i think he probably is telling the truth that he thinks scarlet should get paid her share off the streaming money but i'm sure right. i'm sure that he helped back at going to streaming well she's what? saying that it's saying here that she potentially is losing like 50 million dollars no that's yeah. that's that's goopy math yeah but that's the same math where people think <laughs> that people should have gotten paid a fortune off of star wars it says the wall street journal reports that johansson lost as much as 50 million in bonuses due to the film's release on stream yeah downey didn't get that big of bonuses and he's like the linchpin man like it's it's not that much money it's goofy math they're saying like if she got every dime and they reported everything the most transparent way they could which movies don't that's what she could get but again no one's gotten paid their back points on any of the star wars films because that's not how accounting in a studio works well one of the things that this article is also talking about is none and i guess it's not surprising but none of her co-stars in the marvel movies have come out in support of her 
No, because they all got fucked. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans had to cancel projects that year because she got pregnant, fucked up their contracts. They lost more money than she lost off of one of her bad decisions, and she still got paid. Like, at the end of the day, like, she just had a decade ride on a job that was pretty easy as far as acting goes. It's physically demanding, but not really mentally demanding. Well, but they were also not going to uh, speak against the hand that still feeds them. Yeah, but I mean, like, Downey's done with them. Like, there's he, people that could speak out. He might not be. I mean, I mean he... I uh, he did unfollow everybody that worked on Marvel movies with him. So if that's any indication that he's just done, he's like, ladies and gentlemen, have a good rest of the stay at the casino. Good luck. Um, <laughs> Wipe the hands, show them clean, yeah, walk yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I did like her little sister, and I think that she'll be great in kind of filling that role going forward. Yeah. But yeah, like now that it's August, next month, we have Shang-Chi coming out, and that's just going to be our next Marvel movie to pivot towards. We get what if next week. Oh, yeah. What's that? What if? next week yeah what if next week suicide squad comes out uh this friday the sixth yeah the suicide squad rather. is that in the theaters it is in the theaters it's also same day on hbo max Hmm. It's getting rave reviews. It's got one of the highest tomato meter scores on Rotten Tomatoes. Take that as you will. I want to watch it with you guys. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah, man. That would be fucking fun. All right. We can talk uh, about that off off pod because right. uh, I'd go see it in a theater potentially. Yeah, man. I I mean, I don't know. Like a couple weeks ago, I went to see Black Widow, yeah. but fucking now we live in fucking virus land again. So I don't know <laughs> what's, what's going to shut down again. The Delta Force. Delta Force. Force, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I um I'm excited to see Suicide Squad. I'm just excited for Marvel in general. Yeah, me too, man. You don't think people are fatigued? I know we've talked about that numerous times over the last decade, uh, but I feel like it's it's at a point, especially with just the amount of content maybe people have been consuming in the last year and a half with streaming, and then maybe Black Widow not really getting the the oomph that that they expected. I don't think they were ever banking on Black Widow that hard. I think they were expecting it to do. I think they were better. expecting it for money, but I don't think they were expecting it to be like a, like that was fan service. I don't think that was going to be a big world builder for them ever. Again, okay. like you've seen the matters post credit scene. Okay. Yeah. We'll I, I did see a thing online that I wanted to kind of bring up about Black Widow. Yeah. And it kind of has implications of uh, Steve Rogers going back to put all the Infinity Stones back where they came from so as not to create a branching timeline. Right. Now, the this theory kind of posits that when he got to putting the soul stone back mm. like what was he gonna do he couldn't just throw it off the cliff and and have it be done because then thanos could just show up and pick up the stone and get a free stone basically so the theory was that instead of going back and just throwing the stone back into the pit and letting it do its thing that steve went back to stop uh, hawkeye and black widow from having their little who can kill each other or who can kill themselves first yeah kissing match and basically effectively was like look it has to go down this way but nat you cannot come back with us because like you have to effectively be erased from the timeline to keep everything from branching so she just lives on vormir and is effectively dead to the world because there's no body in that fucking grave for sure right yeah i don't know i just thought that was an interesting take on it that like he went and stopped and basically had to be like for all intents and purposes natasha romanoff is dead but she's still alive she just lives on vormir hanging out 
with the red skull. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, it, once once the stone is used, it's the it, it's like all right, you kill yourself, you make the sacrifice, then it kind of charges the stone, and when you use the stone, it takes away that charge. Does that mm. seem like a fair? Yeah, but I mean, okay. you, you don't usually kill yourself. You have oh, to no. sacrifice something you love. Right, right, right. In this case, I was just being very specific, but you make a sacrifice and it charges the stone. So when he returns the stone, it's the same stone that was. It, no, it he re- goes. It reveals the stone. It doesn't charge it. It's not like a lantern ring. No, I don't mean like that. But my like it like it has a battery charge and it has a one-time use. It has multiple uses though. It's just whoever wields it. It's just hidden on Boromir, so it has to be revealed to you so that you possess it. Possession. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure what I'm trying to ask. I'm I don't know either. I'm wondering though, like after the stones are, well, did the stones, I don't remember. Did the stones go away? No, they didn't go away after he used them. No, only in Infinity War after he snapped. I guess it's at the beginning of Endgame where he's like, I used the stones to destroy the stones. Yeah. Right. Okay. But it had to be a choice. They don't burn out on their own. It's time travel. Yeah. Speaking of time travel, have you guys been seeing these things where it's saying that uh, the finales of Loki and WandaVision sync up to where at the moment where Wanda becomes the Scarlet Witch, it's the exact same time, like exact same time code in the finale of uh, Loki. There's some sort of sound effect cue where as soon as Wanda becomes the Scarlet Witch, that is the point where Kang or he who remains does he's like we are now in the point beyond where I know what's going to happen oh that's cool yeah right and then there's also at another time code he like puts a little figure down on his desk and it's the exact same time code where Agatha is thrown to the ground by Wanda in the final battle Hmm. but how I mean how is that possible because where they are time exists differently that's very true I don't know but like maybe this is just another one of those people with too much time on their hands making like welcome back everybody it's Corey we're gonna go over 10 things you missed at the end of Loki well I, I do think it's something that they did for fun at Marvel to like make it serious but also when Kang says that you see the time stream start to rip apart and then when you go they flash back to inside of the uh time cop fucking station uh TBA. Yeah, TVA. Loki's watching the screen split off everywhere, so that just means it's split off in time. He he lost track of all time in that moment. Mm. So it, even though they're not lining up and him being outside of space, like the timeline hits in that moment at the TVA, which is outside of his realm. Fucking heady. The rest of this Marvel shit's going to get real heady. Did you guys yeah. see that? They hired Blue Beetle? Oh, yes. I was going to say something about that. I forgot. It's, uh, they hired someone to be Blue Beetle in a movie or a TV show, Jake? The movie. It's going to be an HBO Max original movie. Whoa. That's fucking cool. Who did they cast? It's, what was he from? I forget. It is... Look this up. Uh, director Angel Manuel Soto, and they surprised Zolo Maraduena. Yeah. Oh, it's the Maraduena kid from Cobra uh, Kai. Yep. Fuck yeah, dude. That kid is shit. Okay. He, he's going to be Jamie Reyes and or Jaime. Jaime. And they, they premiered him and announced it at the Suicide Squad red carpet. Dope. Does that mean he's in? No, he just got cast. Never mind. No, he got cast. They literally said they cast him at dinner the night before the premiere. And they brought him out on the red carpet with the director. So him and the director took a bunch of pictures together on the red carpet. That's going to be think, fucking cool. I think the movie's expected pretty soon, too. Let me see. Now, what is... Now, it Blue says Beetle, he talks. Is he... So, yeah, but production's expected to begin in fall. No, he's signed. DC's confirmed it. So Blue Beetle, is he like an Iron Man-esque character? Or 
what's the alien, name? alien tech. Yeah, but if Iron Man's suit was just alien tech that latched onto him. So it's like a cross between Iron Man and Venom. Cool. Well, oh, fuck. Speaking of which, there's a new trailer for Venom Let There Be Carnage. You guys watch that? Yeah, that's pretty rad. I haven't watched it yet. Give me a real oh. peek. Oh, yeah. Matt, you should watch it real quick and we'll talk about Blue Beetle. All right. All right. But yeah, Blue, I, yeah. So there's a bunch of versions of Blue Beetle because he's from Charlton Comics. Yeah. So back in the day, it was an explorer who discovered, what is it, Egyptian shit? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like an Egyptian scarab. Yeah. And that gives him the powers and then the second blue beetle was just like the guy who took over after him was basically just batman he's like a rich explorer who's just wearing this costume and doing a thing and then with jaime they return to it being the scarab but now the scarab's from an alien planet that the egyptians must have been influenced by too and there's green beetles that he fights with in space and he's not supposed to have the suit the people that have these suits these space bugs don't consider him worthy because he's a human and so it's fun but he's he's got this exosuit and it's kind of like the exosuit has a mind of its own like venom that sounds really cool yeah so if the kid's in like a dire consequence situation all of a sudden his arm starts turning into a cannon and shit like that and he can't turn it off like it takes him a while to get control over the suit and become harmonious with it in fact that becomes an issue in young justice i think oh yeah that's when um shit who was he fighting i don't remember who he antagonized but the alien tech was trying to like take over and and make the decisions it's very i think your now your comparison to venom is is spot on when it comes to that character but i I don't know if they're gonna have that because of venom which i am in the middle of watching the trailer sorry nice I think well, that makes Jamie like the relatable teenager that he can't even control his suit. Like that's kind of his, like, like he, he has a problem with like authority and he's a kid. And then on top of that, now the suit and being a superhero is him dealing with authority kind of. Yeah. So is it just uh, Jaime Reyes or does he, cause his, he's mentored by Ted Cord in like the comics and stuff, right? Right. I imagine Ted will be involved in some way. Cause it's, it's basically that the kid gets tech out of Ted's tech company and it's the scarab that attaches to him so i'm sure they'll have to involve cord or cord industries in some way even if it's just kind of easter eggy it'd be like not having oscorp for spider-man like it's just kind of it's kind of built into the whole thing well fuck i mean they're doing venom without spider-man so why wouldn't they be able to do uh jaime reyes without cord industries or whatever well they'd have to but they'd have to tag it onto somebody else otherwise it'd be like just like this thing fell from space and that's not as cool or as uh marvelly as a story and i think they'd like to be as marvelly as they can yeah i'm just kind of looking up like some vague notes about blue beetle looks like he also kind of interacts with maxwell lord you think we'll see pedro pascal back that would be cool life is good but it can be better yeah he's also homeboys with booster gold oh that'd be cool yeah. when are they gonna do booster gold booster gold and blue beetle are best friends in the comics fuck well like hopefully hopefully this blue beetle movie uh is goes off like gangbusters so we can get booster gold in uh the post credits and then a sequel or something like that yeah wow that, i like that. how venom just wants to eat people that's funny right does it bother you he does say i a lot which is kind of weird so shouldn't he be saying we we yeah we, we see it we can do whatever we want we are venom that, yeah that looks good have you did you finish it yeah did you get to the part where they're about to have a big throwdown between venom and carnage and he's like oh my the shit. venom symbiote like oh shit it's a red one yeah <laughs> 
He's like, yeah, I'll let you eat all the humans you want. Promise? Yeah, that looked funny. I mean, I think it's going to be kind of like the first one where it's fine, but it's got a lot of flaws. Yeah, it's missing (laughs) Spider-Man. Missing the heart. Right. All right. Well, that's that's probably a good good way to end that because that that looks interesting. Do we have a date on that? I missed it. It will be out September 24th. All right, so in a month and a half. Yeah. Next so shutdown, baby. What's that? Next shutdown. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I hope not, but it looks like all, all signs point to yes on that shit. So we'll see. who knows? Knock on wood. Here's hoping that, you know, everything yeah. goes for the better rather than for the worse. There's, there's hoping. And if you have opinions on that, feel free to send them to us. Yes. You can send us an email at broadcastgeeks at gmail.com. You can write us on Twitter at broadcast geeks or on instagram at podcast underscore geeks you can subscribe to the podcast on podbean spotify and apple podcast or like us on facebook did i say that who knows i don't know but you know i i i like how you threw it out there the other day on facebook for people to do that I yeah did we get any nudes in the fucking inbox i don't think so but you know i also want people to send us things to talk about because we want to talk about everything we just you know we got to start somewhere sometimes we want to talk about two much in an episode yeah but usually but, we talk enough yeah but uh yeah well, another fun week we'll be back for another round the same bat time same bat channel and until then fair listeners we say yes, yes. So, 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 so.